0: Practical Wisdom with Scott Allen.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this beautiful world. My name is Scott Allen, and I am the host of Phronesis, Practical Wisdom for Leaders. I am an associate professor of management at John Carroll University in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. I'm an author, an entrepreneur, a speaker, a nonprofit founder, and the host of two podcasts. I'm also a husband and dad of three. You just heard from Kate, my daughter, who wrote and performed the Phronesis intro. Phronesis offers a smart, fast-paced discussion on all things leadership. My guests are scholars and practitioners, and we cover timely, relevant topics and incorporate practical tips designed to help you make a difference in how you lead and live. Now I am proud to share that Fernesis is the official podcast of the International Leadership Association, an association that is near and dear to my heart. ILA brings together leaders and those who teach, study, and develop leadership, advancing leadership knowledge and practice for a better world. Learn more at ILA Global if you like what we're up to, please click subscribe so you can stay up to date as we release new episodes each week. You can also share what we're up to with others. And now, today's show. Ellen Burtz-Cooper, PhD, with us on Phronesis today. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everyone, wherever you are in the world. Thanks for checking in with us. And uh, today, I have a friend. and. We have crossed paths in a few different ways over the years. She teaches at Case Western Reserve University. She has her own firm. She does work with the Institute for Management Studies. She spends part of her life in Cleveland, part of it in Florida. As I understand it, she's looking out the window right now and there are boats. That sounds very awesome. Ellen Before we jump into our conversation today, maybe share some details with listeners. Tell listeners about you a little bit.
0: Hello, Scott. Good to see you. I am excited to be able to have a conversation with you. Uh, A little about me, I globally reach out to teams to help them do three big things. I want teams to be more productive, more cohesive, and more resilient. That is my life's work. And I get to do that in cities globally, about 30 different cities a year. And I visit about 60 companies now that I can just video right in. And I'm having a ball. And and we get to do a lot of education and training, assessment, coaching, and my favorite strategy. So that's how I'm hanging out these days.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, and we were talking before we started recording about some of the benefits of moving to this virtual world. I mean, for the last, it's probably about 18 months now, Alan, you have been doing all of your work remotely. And that's really where I wanna spend some of our time today talking about Teams, talking about your work with Teams, and maybe just some of what you've observed, some nuances that you've noticed. But like I said, we were talking before we started recording and there are some benefits to this new space. There are some benefits to opening up the Zoom, doing a three-hour session, closing it up and going on a walk outside. You aren't getting back on an airplane.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I I will tell you, I would likely be the first one to reject this because I was on a plane every week. I knew how to go. And I was going to be in this city and that city. And I love being live and I'm extroverted and I like shaking hands and high fives and what I realized, I can still do all of that now, but I'm not running in six-inch heels through the airport chasing my flight. I mean, I, but but here's what I, it really hit me, the convenience of it. Now, not everybody got the privilege to be able to work in this way. Now, And for some people, if they're introverted, this may or may not be the best platform. For some, they love it. Others, they may not. But I actually saw my clients different. I got a chance to see things about them that I didn't see in person. So we always say, I want to be back in person, but even their backgrounds, you have kids. Wait, wait, who's that running behind you? Introduce (laughs) me. I've met kids of people I've known five or six years. I would have never had the chance to do that. Hey, tell me about that painting behind you. You do, you know, that's my art. I paint. No. So I've gotten to go into people's homes. So I get to see them a different way yeah. So, if you're observant, it really has been a tool to create workplace intimacy that really starts to help with those social connections.
1: So, I have actually enjoyed it, yeah. well, let's talk about that. Let's jump into that because I am sure you have heard over and over and over and over, you know, when we get back or if we were, and I think it's a little bit of a mindset shift. I think, I So for instance, I've had colleagues who have said, well, uh, online will never work. Well, how can we make it work? Because we're going to have to. And I started class last night and I said to the students, I want this to be the best class you've ever taken. That's my goal. And we're you know 25% synchronous, 75% asynchronous, but that's my objective. Am I going to hit it with all of you? No, but that's what I'm shooting for. That's where I'm going because I think we can do it. Help me get there. Provide feedback. Share your experience. What did you like? What didn't you like? So for me, there's this mindset shift of, and I'm sure you've heard it a lot. Well, it's hard to build relationships virtually. It's hard to team virtually. How have you been challenging your clients to continue that work, to thrive and and, and that mindset of thriving and, and, and the benefits of this new space? How have you been thinking about it?
0: Well, the first thing I've been asking people is to not focus on what you're giving up. It's just how do you do that thing in a different way? Yeah. And to give you an example, you know, my favorite, and this is everybody's fun. Scott, we can still have coffee together, right? You just happen to bring yours. I bring mine, right? All right I got my stuff here, but the other thing we can do lunch together, the happy hours, all those things that I get were not physically present, but it was interesting, Scott, I don't know if this will stay in or not, but. My girlfriends and I did our first happy hour and we were, we were kind of sad about it. And somebody said, wait a minute, this is our best happy hour. We go, why? He <laughs> goes, we don't have to Uber home. No one has to worry who can drive. Right. We didn't have to guess who's going to pick up the check yeah. and we all got to drink whatever we wanted. And yes. so, so what I'm asking people to do is think about what you loved about in person. And can you recreate that in a more creative way? For instance, office hours. One client said, Ellen, you can't do office hours anymore. I would go in their company, say Wednesdays two to five. I would sit there and anybody who needed me could come in and out. I can still do that. So I leave my camera on Wednesdays two to five. I'm sitting at my desk. Now I have to put a reminder, you're on camera because I don't (laughs) want to do anything weird. And from two to five, they bring in and I'm right there just like I was before. When you think about coaching, actually people can start to be more observant when we're present with each other. I sometimes will say, take out your background. I want it completely white background. So I focus on you. So we're finding different ways to do that, but whatever you loved about the in-person, recreate it. But I want you to also, I sell clients, admit there's some fun stuff about what we're doing now that you can't do in person. I can't get everybody from 15 cities here the very next day,
1: yes. come on, that's good stuff. Yes, yes. What other good stuff are you seeing? What are the what other benefits to this transition? I, I love the I love the happy hour example because you're exactly right. Again, it's kind of like the equivalent of I just shut the zoom and wander upstairs.
0: <laughs> right. I, I'm seeing a lot of digital fun. So even just some silliness, but they're icebreakers where you know I had everybody put their baby picture up before they got on Zoom. So turn off your camera, we were guessing who's who. I have them rename themselves by a word that describes them. We've had pet day, where you show if you happen to have a pet. We've had kid day. Those are things that were not easy to pull off in a five to 10 minute icebreaker to get ready to be able to do that in a way they felt comfortable. We have you sit with something in your background that describes you. We have to figure out what that is. What does that picture say about you? Or sit in the room that gives you the most comfort in your house. We've been able to do some really cool things. But what I like about it as an educator are the tools. Yeah. You know, So people tend to like those little sticky notes, right? I got a ton of them here, but we do them virtual now. And we have people in six countries putting up sticky notes all over the virtual board. There are ways that we can do things together now in real time that we weren't able to before. And so I like the use of the tools, the idea of being more creative. And again, I can't stress enough for those of us who have had the privilege, the convenience of being able to, when I'm not feeling well, I can just turn my camera off for a few seconds without having to get up and walk across a room of people and disturb them. If we really focus on the benefits we've gained, I think we can make this tool work I do want to put in one more piece that I am pushing, pushing, pushing as wellness. So we sit here a lot and I sit and stand. So I don't sit all the time. People are all, Ellen, I'm sitting all day, then stand up yeah. <laughs> like that, that was easy to figure out. And so people are getting standing desks. Well, I can't afford a standing desk, stack up some shoe boxes and put your computer on it and stand. And I have people do stretching about every hour, just yeah. some upper body stretches just to stay well and healthy. And then when I teach a class with students, until somebody can get the answer, we walk in place for those who can walk or they have to move until somebody gets the answer. So they're like, how long do we, you can keep, we're keep walking until somebody answers this question. Trust me, I get so much participation now for people who don't want to do it. But I, I think it is, we, we do have to be careful that we're making an assumption that we can't make this feel natural to us. We just have to start to get past the part of, this is, this, I'm a, I'm at home and I'm sitting. You can move your environment. Sometimes sit outside if you're able to do so.
1: Well, even before we started recording this morning, you were telling me that I almost thought of almost a theater in the round, that you have these different views, depending yeah. on the setting that you want to share with mm-hmm. the people you're working with. You can yeah. be seated. You can be standing. You can have this background. You can have, I think you had like three different backgrounds. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah. I did what I did was took my computer. All I did, Scott, just for you, I know people listening can't see it, but I literally put it on a uh, turning table. And so I can just swing it around and turn it. And you can see my whiteboard on one side. You can see more of my office on the other side. And then you can see outside. A little bit too sunny this morning. So I'm happy about that. But usually in the evening, I'll turn it that way. What it did was it gave people things to talk. Hey, are you in a different office? Nope. Same 10 by 10 room. <laughs> but the other thing it gave for me is I, when I complain about something, if I hear it come out of my mouth twice, I do something about it because that's what I teach my clients. Wow.
1: I said, oh,
0: I don't like sitting in this room all day. Change the view. Yeah. I got a table on wheels and now I can literally change the view. So I think if we look at it with that mindset, how do we solve for it versus this happening to us? Yep. We're going to start to really enjoy this. And we're going to enjoy the hybrid. I mean, I'm not opposed to, you know, going back at some point or some kind of hybrid, but I, I just want us to enjoy
1: both. Exactly. Exactly. And that's going to provide so many other new options as well when we really get into the to the heart of that experience, where on a consistent basis, we we work with a similar organization. And I was speaking to this organization the other day and a bunch of people were in the room and then a bunch of people are online. And this was now a new little conundrum for me. Mastering that space is going to be interesting. So if we have live down, if we have all online down, if we have hybrid down, it really provides And Again, I've said to so many people, Ellen, People will say, well, this class, can it be as good? I said, yeah, I think it can be as good. I I really do. Because now I can have someone from Tesla speak in my class. And if I have someone from Tesla or Apple or Microsoft, and they're speaking to my students for an hour, no one thinks that they're online. No one remembers. They're listening to someone from Tesla. And that probably wouldn't have happened previously. But now it's a new option that I have. It's It's a new tool. It's a new strategy that I can employ. And I love your creativity your creativity when we're live because of i've been in your facility and some of how you're thinking about space and yeah. and and working with teams is amazing and then i love the creativity that you're bringing and have you found that enjoyable thinking uh, how to do the sticky notes and i mean i, I was saying earlier I, i've had a little bit of a creative storm these last 18 months i've kind of enjoyed it have you enjoyed that part of it of figuring this out Yes,
0: I love it. That's the space I like being in, not knowing. And I, I actually secretly brainstorm. I get people to brainstorm without knowing it. I said, okay, fine. One, one, one of my first sessions, they were like, we don't want to be on this video. And I said, okay, let's list all the stuff we loved about in-person. God, that list wasn't as long as they thought. <laughs> and it was interesting. I said, whatever you give me now, it was a big challenge. because so I'm like, okay, I hope I can pull this off. Whatever you give me about in-person, I'm going to match it. Uh, well, we used to use the whiteboards. Up, oh, Boom, got a whiteboard. I have an electronic whiteboard and we can all write on it. Before in class, only one person at a time would come up or whatever. We can create breakout rooms. Oh, got those too. So everything they listed, it was, because I always dance in my classes. We can dance. Oh, here's some music right now. Get up, let's go. And so anything that they came up with that they enjoyed about it, guess what? We still haven't actually... It may be more fun in certain capacities. So it was interesting that people came to the conclusion. Maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. This is just different. Because yeah. they couldn't give me a list of more than eight reasons why they love the in-person so much. And we couldn't think of any reason not to match it. Yep. Then we did the opposite. What do we have online now that we're virtual that you couldn't get? Hello, that list was actually a lot longer.
1: My coffee versus the, you know the the places coffee. (laughs)
0: Yeah. My, my, I will tell you my most fun is I had somebody had to meet over lunch and she was not happy when that camera came on. I'm like, Whoa, turn it off. No, she was just not happy. And I knew she didn't like meeting at lunch. And, um, when she was sitting there, I started eating my lunch and she said, I didn't have time to prepare mine. And, um, I said, Oh, okay. And she said, what are you eating? And I told her, Oh, that sounds good. Her doorbell rings. She says, "Who is that?" I say, "You may want to go answer it. I had her lunch delivered too. I'd never heard her complain again about it. Like I was like, "Okay, we can still eat the exact cuz that was our thing. We go to lunch, we eat the same thing." Yeah. And it was just like, "All right, this is great." So I started gifting people with things like that if we had to meet at lunch. Let's make this fun.
1: Again, your creativity, Ellen, it's just it's top-notch it, it, ordering someone lunch On the fly. That's amazing. And so I want to transition a little bit into teams. What have you noticed in your work with teams in recent months? Is it really kind of a similar concept that we've been discussing for the whole, it's just a little bit different? What are some norms maybe that you really think are important that teams should be focused on? Uh, How do you feel about things like being on camera or off camera? What are your observations? I just want to hear
0: The the good news is that we've been collecting data from every team that we visit. We collect data, we virtually visit. And so we've been compiling that when we walk the things that are critical for teams, those haven't changed, but how we apply them. So my suggestions are always just to answer a few of yours very quickly, cameras on where possible so we can engage when it's just maybe like yesterday, there was a announcement to, I don't know, five, 6,000 people, cameras off. Yeah. Right. But make sure you still check in. But if there is a neat need for us to communicate back and forth with each other, definitely cameras on. If you're some of you are in office and some of you are not, making sure we have equal sharing time and space, things are set up where everybody can hear. So making sure the technical details are worked out. Good. But even getting down to just daily team things, you know, I talk a lot about trust with teams and building trust. You've got to increase the frequency of how often we're showing appreciation to people we got to find new ways to stay socially connected so those don't change it's just the frequency at which we do them are going to change learning collaborative platforms Scott there are so many out there with interesting tools that can be used for
1: real-time collaboration I encourage them to learn more what are some of your favorites right now that you've you've found to be beneficial
0: I don't want to do advertisements for people, but I do like Padlet. That's a tool. Google has a bunch of in-office tools. And if you go on, uh, if you're on Zoom, I know people probably see that new app button now on Zoom. If you've seen it, you can go in there. Tons in there that you can use as well. Um, I also use a few of the tools uh, that Microsoft has. But if you go in and just say tools to help with coaching, boom, they pop up. Tools to help with engagement, they pop up. That's part of the research process that I think people are going to have to pick up. And it actually is fun to see them out there.
1: What else? What other observations? I would say get used to delivering messages
0: by video, which are going to be different than in person. Hiring, firing, tough conversations, giving constructive feedback. Their are methodologies to do that online. I had never hired or fired somebody who wasn't global and I had to do that for the first time and I'm going whoa how does this work what do you how does this work? how do I know somebody's not listening in their home their kid could hear them getting fired so I would never say are you are you by yourself is there anybody in earshot who can hear me you have to ask those things do you want the person seven-year-old to hear, mommy just got laid off yeah. right so confidentiality so in other words You can't have customer information up on a screen without some kind of filter. I don't know that somebody in your house doesn't work for a competitor. So getting smart about asking the right questions, same thing we're doing, coaching, training. But because the setting has changed, we have to adapt to new ways of doing that same thing. And it just takes a few tweaks. I've also um, worked with a lot of teams on problem solving and strategy sessions we tend to want to rush more to get off the call yeah stepping back and doing a lot more root cause analysis and everything doesn't have to be done on video some of it can be done separately and you bring it back together yes the other thing i think a lot about is challenging historical ways that we've operated I have challenged that a lot of things weren't that great. We were just used to them. (laughs) Like they really weren't, right? And so basic rules still apply. You still need to define roles and responsibilities for people. You still need to have standard practices and documentation. That didn't change because we're on video. So what I was finding is this virtual platform actually called out a lot of not so great behavior that we were able to mask over in person. And so it's making us be a little bit more robust about our approach.
1: Well, it's so interesting. And and I love even your comments. I mean, I loved all of that. And then there's one thing in there where sometimes maybe it's not a Zoom. Sometimes maybe we go back to that thing called the conference call. Maybe we work independently and come to present Mm -hmm. our options versus sit for an hour and a half trying to brainstorm together all of those options. And so to your point... (laughs) I think it, it it requires design and how are mm-hmm. we designing how we're using people's time and what are the tools we have at our availability to use people's time. Maybe groups of three have a conference call for an hour and they come back to the zoom or enter a zoom and then present, but we don't, I love the challenge in figuring out some of those puzzles because you and I both have a passion for this. When mm-hmm. we're live, I want it to be fast, fun, fascinating. I want them to go at the end of 4 hours. Wow, that was 4 yeah. hours. Huh. Shoot, you know, and 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 I want it to be fun. That was a good time. We had a pretty good time, you know. I was with a group of plumbers the other day. Wow, okay. <laughs> and they said at the end, you know, this is pretty good. And I'm like, okay, winning. <laughs> Yeah, Exactly. That's the, that's the idea. And do people walk away (laughs) saying, you know, that was, that was really insightful and I picked up some really cool things there and, and the puzzle of transitioning that to just a different space. It's so much fun.
0: And I I guess I a few more practical things that just basic team stuff that really didn't change because the platform or our setting change was just, you mentioned one of them. What's the right communication method for this? don't video call me at seven in the morning, Scott. It takes time to get all this together, right? That could have been a phone call. So understanding what's the right method, maybe that should have just been a memo, right? Or email. Uh, The social connections was a critical, finding ways to get to know each other, asking more questions about people's backgrounds. We didn't do enough of that. We made assumptions. And finding out kind of how their history might influence how they feel about this. And that that's really critical. I have a number of people who didn't have a good experience on video before, but this was what, 10, 15 years ago. We didn't have the same technology. The other thing, the frequent check-ins, making sure you establish a process to check in and stay committed because we can go days and days and days. Think about your colleagues who are living by themselves, yes. who may not get to engage in the same way. So frequent check-ins, uh, frequently asked questions list, publish that for new employees. They're walking in going, I have never met my colleagues. Where do I do this? What Anything related to work, process, technology, create a FAQ sheet so they're not struggling. And the last one is, I, I would say, being clear about expectations. Yep. We seem to have forgotten just because we're not in the same space doesn't mean we don't need to check to make sure expectations are level set. And we have the right resources to do the job. Those things are still, they were complaints before. (laughs) They were critical before and even
1: more so now. So we still need to go back to the basics. Exactly. And if we need to create an FAQ, we can pull up a Google Doc and literally spend five minutes all co-creating it and probably get about 20 things out on a piece of paper, questions and answers in about five minutes. It's amazing. Absolutely.
0: And and Scott, I'll tell you, here's my new favorite about this. Remember when we were in sessions and everybody had tent cards with their names on it? You try to memorize them, where they were sitting, and then you want to change up the seating. And now I can't remember what Scott was on the left by the door. Now Scott's over here. I don't know him, Scott. That's Bill. So I would get all mixed up. Then they see you in the hallway. I'm going, I have no idea who you are. Where's your tent card? (laughs) And I can't read your name tag. Oh my goodness. Video has done wonders. I can call everybody by name. And at the end of every session, I do a screenshot, smile for the camera. And I send out everybody a picture of us all together. We didn't do that in person. Come on. And there is no way I would know 50 people by name. And no matter how much I tried to, I would always try to memorize your names in a one day class by noon, by lunchtime. But if I saw you in the cafeteria, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. You've got to be sitting in the seat by the door for me to know that you're Bill, right? That was another plus with this, that we can actually get to know each other in a way that we didn't before just by even having our names
1: present. It sounds simple, but it's huge. Oh, for sure. What haven't you figured out yet? Is there anything that you haven't been able to replicate to the same level? I'm sure there's a few things that you're still just experimenting with to see yeah. how we solve for
0: what? Yeah, sometimes the, the tools for the team make me sure that you studied enough ahead of time to know that, okay, I'm going to use this particular tool where they can post for this one, this session. But in this one, they're peers and they're sort of competitive. So they're not going to want to share their data all at the same time. So I need to collect that before. So still understanding how to work with teams, but that was no different. But which tool would be appropriate for that team? Yeah. The other thing is a, somewhat out of my control, but distractions. Yeah. So at work, we're all probably in the same room, a little bit different. People will get called out for meetings. Yeah. Now you've got 50 people. If they're all in a different location, you got 50 potential ways that people can be distracted delivery services. I didn't know how many people got packages that often. Like I am a man. I'm nosy. What did you just get? I heard your doorbell and I did that one session. We had eight deliveries and everybody had to tell me what they got. <laughs> it was hilarious. I just made, had fun with it, but you yeah. have kids at home, you have partners, spouses, significant others. You have uh lawnmower's and neighbors seem to cut grass right as I start teaching, I think is a thing. (laughs) That's the one thing, figuring out how to have it at a time that minimizes disruptions when you got 50 sources of distractions.
1: That's a tough
0: one. (laughs) Yes,
1: so correct. At least when when we're all in the same room, that's minimized. You have a device, right, that people can get on. And that can be a source of distractions. But you are completely correct, right? <laughs> My lawn probably will start being mowed yeah. in the next minute now that you said it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I always give you two more. People thinking they can do more than they can. So while you're on here, I, had a, I am not making this up. He was mowing the lawn while he was on with me, and had the camera, the phone, like, like, dude, that does not work. We can't. So people thinking they can do more than they can, you know. I could, I could see somebody literally. You're stirring. You're cooking. Stop, yeah. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> like that was the one. And all of this home remodeling people are doing. I get it. You're in your houses, and the one thing no one's mastered yet, Scott. You know what it is. I don't care what video I use about. Six, seven video platforms. You're on mute. (laughs) We have not mastered the mute button. I don't even say anything anymore. I just wait. I just, and I've learned to read lips. That's my new skill. I'm putting it on LinkedIn. I have learned how to read lips. So I am an expert.
1: (laughs) I will say, I will say, I, I kind of jokingly chastised someone the other day. I said, Paula, we are 18 months into this thing. You are on mute. <laughs> Everyone laughed and it just kind of created a lighthearted environment. And then I said some, I, you know, of course I'd done it probably two weeks before. So yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> I, wanna, I do want to share one. Okay. Okay. I just get in my mode. One more, one more with, with the mute when I first started it and we, we've stopped it, but I did it for about a good year. Anytime you forgot to go on, uh, take off your mute, mute button, you had to donate to a charity nearest your home. And I would double it. And so this happened with, I had at least 30, 40 teams do this and they would go, oh, that's on mute. That's five bucks to the charity. And I would double it. So one, Goodwill wants to know, why are you bringing all this cash to us? <laughs> Is this legal? I'm like, yeah, I, I went on mute today. I didn't hit the mute button like I was supposed to. But the other thing, it was, it was good and bad. People didn't want to pay the money, so they got better coming off mute, which is what I wanted. But we didn't get as much to charity, so it was torn. <laughs> <laughs> right? But we just made fun out of it. You know, if you forgot to come off today's it's 10 bucks, or you got to go no- donate a couple items of clothing or something like that. I think if we get together and realize, Scott, whether I see you by video or at our breakfast place, you're still human. I'm still human. We still contact yep. just to a different space that's the only thing that really changed and that's you're still human right in front of me.
1: Well, one challenge I had at the very beginning was humor for instance. And obviously listeners can, can tell that you infuse humor into everything you do and have a lighthearted tone, but great, incredible content. It was my Achilles heel that I had this kind of taken from me, so to speak, but there were interesting to your point, your, your two times, and it probably took me a few more than that, but I kept working this puzzle of, okay, well, how do I infuse humor into this experience? So it was, it was about three or four months in, and I kind of figured out the question before I started a session, I would say, okay, first concert in the chat right now. And, oh my gosh, it was the best, you know, John went to Millie Vanilli and I'm like, John, tell us a little bit about Millie Vanilli. What, you know? Could you tell the mute was happening or that, that they were lip syncing? And, you know, I had, I, I was at a law firm and uh, one of the women was Jimi Hendrix. And I said, wow, Alice, that is awesome. Tell us about Jimi Hendrix. And so she unmuted and, and then, you know, Paul went to Slayer and I'm like, wow, Paul, a little angry in your youth. <laughs> and so it creates this tone, right? Where you can, you can angry. enjoy and listen and yeah. just kind of have a little bit of humor and use the chat as a tool to facilitate that and mine the experiences of the people to really help set that tone, right?
0: Absolutely. And that's what's so interesting is that we forgot sometimes about our nonverbal processors who are loving chat right now and can send me, that's another big feature. They can send me a private message. Ellen, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. Can you skip me on this when my boss is in the room? Or I need a little bit more time. And, or Ellen, this is the boss saying, hey, could you ask this? Find out what they're thinking about this. I could never do that because we'd have to wait for a break to stop me in the hallway. And so first we have to remember that everybody processes differently and people are loving to be able to be nonverbal and body language is still critical. I use a lot of body language. I only want hand signals on this one in or out. They can do this. They can do a thumbs up, thumbs down, head nod or what have you, but engaging all the senses where possible is really critical but we forgot that everybody's not verbal and this platform allows you because it would be weird if somebody wrote a card and just held it up in class as their answer
1: <laughs> and you couldn't do that activity live because it would take 20 minutes for someone you know Well, i was you know i was 18 and i went to blah 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 and i saw slayer and you know okay yeah. thanks john <laughs> you know next no right. they, they just all show up i kind of scroll through you've got some in sync, and you've got some, you know. There you go, the country, the country fans, and so it's just. I I love how you're thinking about this space, and I of course love the creativity that you bring to this space. It's just inspiring.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. I, I there there are times when I want to be able to give you a hug, and I know I can't do that, but we can do virtual hugs. We can if we just decide that. We're going to take the enormous tragedy that happened, and we grieve for that. But we're going to be grateful that we get an opportunity to kind of reinvent in this space. And if we keep focused on that, and my biggest thing has just been service. Like, I have poured myself into doing more service. I always do my 11 hours of community service every month. Don't ask why 11? No clue. Just made up that number, and I've been doing it for years. And I increased that number quite a bit. And I just noticed, you know, we're at a high stress state. So if people can find ways to express gratitude and be of service to others, whether that's mentoring, whether that's sending Scott a message, just check in and see how you're doing, whatever that is, some form of appreciation. It actually is counterintuitive. It's actually filling us up more. So watching our tanks and make sure we're staying full and service is the way to do it. If people are still feeling a little apprehensive right now,
1: yes. As we wind down, Ellen, what have you been reading, watching, streaming, listening to? It it could have nothing to do with what we've just discussed, but what's (laughs) caught your eye lately? So, for instance, I've been watching the show on Apple TV called "C," which is this futuristic Mm -hmm. space where humans have lost sight, and and I've also I'm almost finished with "Mayor of Easttown." But then I'm reading the book Range and streaming some other podcasts. And so what are you listening to? What's keeping you in your mind cooking right now?
0: Well, one of them, I'm glad you said it doesn't have to be related. Food network, food, any food Say anything where somebody is cooking. I never cooked before this. I had paper still in my oven. The packaging was still in there. I don't cook. And now I'm cooking two, sometimes three meals a day. So, the creativity of what's behind cooking has oh, just yeah. been really fun. I try to incorporate it into my classes. What is everybody eating for lunch? What's your best ingredient you put in this? And that starts a huge debate. Do not ask people about ingredients they put in stuff because you cannot put raisins and potato salad. It was just craziness. You must but, use King Arthur oh, flour, not yeah, another flour. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't even know what that was at one point. So, that's one. But I actually have been not avoiding the news. I do have a few sources for news so I can get some objective points and varied perspectives, but I actually do searches for good news. Mm -hmm. What are some of the feel-good channels? So literally I just put in good news happening in the country. Yeah. Global stuff that's fun. I mean, I'm putting in and I'm literally filling my brain. So after I have to watch the news and I see fires, I see floods, I see, I fill it with thought. There are some amazing stories about. A person in Nevada who gave everybody scholarships leaving this particular town. A person here who rescued somebody's dog and brought it back to them. A person who set with, goes and sits with elderly people to give the caregiver a break and just spends 10 or 15 minutes here and there. You're getting all those types of stories. I think we forget about those.
1: Yep. Well, such a giant spotlight is placed on the four or five things that went wrong today in the world or in our country, in our community. And it's hard to lose. It's it's easy to lose sight of the millions of good things that happen in our communities. My wife and I were just talking about that this morning. It's so easy to lose sight of all of the good. And of course there are, there's challenges, there's struggles, there's things that need to be fixed for sure. But I love how you're balancing that out with food (laughs) (laughs)
0: there you go that's one and the same for well some of my meals aren't so happy for my poor husband I do feel bad for him some days he was like was this supposed to be chicken like is this what you meant he goes no I'm not complaining but just what did you intend with this dish (laughs) and then sometimes he goes can you not what which which chef were you? What are you watching today? Which chef today? I'm like, never mind. Don't worry about it. it doesn't always turn out great, but it's edible. I think.
1: I think. Oh, that's great, Alan. Thank you so much. Where can people learn more about you and your work?
0: Yeah, they can see us. ImproveConsulting.biz. B-I-V. Great. Just check us out there, and it tells all of our courses and where we're going to be hanging out virtually.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I will put that in the show notes. And I know that you are an author of a book and we will put that in the show notes as well uh, so that people can learn more about you. And Ellen, thank you so much for spending some time with me this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you for the good work that you do. Thank you for the creativity and the love and the passion that you bring to your work. I know it's making a difference in the world.
0: Uh, thank you, Scott. It was great catching up with you this morning.
1: Okay. Be well. Okay. Okay. As you can tell, Ellen, uh, a few words come to mind when I think of Ellen. I think of curiosity, I think of charisma, and I think of care. I'm going to go with the three C's, Ellen. <laughs> she is curious about the world and she, her creativity. That should have been the fourth C creativity. But she's curious and she's creative. And she wants to make this work and this new reality work. And she wants to help others make that new reality work. And her ideas and how she approaches that work, I think, is so much fun. Uh, Obviously, she's charismatic and she breathes life, energy and enthusiasm into the work that she does. And of course, this last C, which is care. Uh, You can tell that she has great care in the work that she does. She has care for her clients and the people with whom she is interacting. So those are my four C's. I hope that each one of you gains some really wonderful insight, and I hope each one of you will bring those four C's into your work with others. And as always, thanks for stopping by. You, my friend, have just finished another episode of Phrenesis, Practical Wisdom for Leaders. To get in touch with me, visit www.scottjallen.net or send me a note at scott at scottjallen.net. I can also be found on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Now, if you have feedback, I would love to hear it. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Phrenesis. If you like Phronesis, I have a second podcast. It's called the Captovation Podcast. That's with an O, Captovation Podcast, where I speak with experts on the topic of designing and delivering incredible presentations. And now, Kate's twin sister, Emily, with the outro. You've been listening to Phronesis. Practical Wisdom with Scott Allen.